For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast of my show, Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told, reporting to you from Frankfurt, Germany. I am currently on tour with my band, Silverstein, celebrating 20 years. It is going amazing so far. We put together one of the longest sets, well, the longest set of our career playing almost two hours. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, if you want to get tickets, if you want to come out and see the show, Silverstein20.com, Silverstein20.com. We're almost done over here in Germany. we got a few shows left, but we're taking this thing back across the pond to America and Canada. So yes, check it out. We've got a great episode this week. This is from a few weeks ago. I went out to Los Angeles. Fearless Records had me out for their 25th year anniversary. And I got to do some live podcasts. A couple weeks ago, I spoke to Vic from Pierce the Veil, Telly from The Word Alive, and my friend Aaron from Under Oath. This week, I have Eric of I Prevail, one of the best dudes, and a band that's got some serious heat on them right now. They were nominated for two Grammys. They're doing some massive, massive things. And I just love talking to Eric, one of the best. And you'll also get to hear a completely incoherent fan question, fan in quotes. That was a whole thing. You will hear it a little later on. Before we get into it, I want to remind you, you can always email me. Lead singer syndrome at gmail.com. I'm on all the socials. You can search at Shane Told. I'll pop up or Lead Singer Syndrome. Just search for it. It'll come up. 
We're also on Facebook. Don't forget about Facebook, even though I think it's dying. Eh, Still go on there. We do post content on there pretty regularly. And if you want to help out the show, like I say every week, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. That's how you can get additional content, bonus episodes, more interaction with me, more interaction with other fans of the show. It starts at as little as $6 a month, and it is what keeps this show coming at you week after week for free, okay? LeadSingerSyndrome.com slash all access. That's the link. All I ask is you check it out because... Yeah, it really is what keeps the lights on around here. Again, the link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. I also got to give another huge shout out to Fearless Records, especially Heather over there for just being the biggest sweethearts ever and having me out to LA to do this thing. And it's been amazing. And um, if you need records, you know where to go. Fearless Records, they got a lot of great bands, that's for sure. Anyway, let's get into this week's episode and my conversation with Eric of I Prevail. I guess I never noticed how we keep creeping in. My enemy emotion, but I can't sink or swim. I say I'm feeling hopeless. They give me medicine. They give me medicine. They give me medicine. <laughs> hello, hello everyone. Hello, hello. This is a live podcast of Lead Singer Syndrome. I am Shane, and this is Eric from I Prevail. Woo! Yeah, that's it. So, uh, this is a big weekend for you. Grammy, Grammy noms, two of them. How does that feel? I'll let you know when I fully digest it. I don't know, man. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. It, it's awesome. It, it really is awesome. I never thought we'd ever have the opportunity to grammy nominated and, and especially this short of time we've only been been doing this for five six years now and it, it's crazy to be here right now do you think you have a chance of winning it i don't know i uh i hope so i'd like to say i hope so but seeing the 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 bands and musicians that were were uh up against it's uh, most of them have been fans and been listening to them for so long it's just crazy to be in that same same world categories um so historically like the grammys i know they're important for music and for the industry and everything and it's good that we have them Mm -hmm. to showcase you know some great music however on a personal note growing up i was never a huge fan of the grammys because i felt like the music wasn't really indicative of what i was into never represented right so now it's great that there's bands like you guys are or Under Oath was nominated, or our friends at August Burns Red were nominated. Right, so right. there's some recognition now of those scene bands. But at the same time, sometimes, and even this year, like the Cranberries are nominated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, rest in peace. Uh, that's great. But isn't that kind of strange when they do things like that? The, you know, like sometimes they'll nominate like a live record of like a Jeff, uh, not Jeff, uh, Judas Priest won yeah. a Grammy for a live record of an old song. Like, that stuff's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, that I, I definitely, it's weird. And going back to what you said, like, I, I never thought, like, even as a fan growing up or wanting to be an aspiring musician, I never had my eyes set on things like the Grammys or right. whatever else because it was just, to me, you, you wrote the music you wanted to write, you put the 
put what you felt into it and hope that kids listening became fans and re- reciprocated those feelings or felt that the same and, and you built that fan base that that's what felt important to, to totally. me and the other guys so so the Grammys never felt like anything you know obtainable or especially like you were saying some of the bands that are nominated in the, in the metal and the rock categories it's yeah. kind of like you're saying it's like well this is this how is this is this I don't want to say relevant but it's, right. it's just yeah, yeah it's, no it's true and and it's really great though to see that like this is your second album um, you've had great you know critical acclaim uh, radio success you're selling out shows everywhere and you're getting recognized by the Grammys, which, again, like if we talk about other bands that put out amazing second albums, historically in our scene, they never got any credit. Right. So this is good. Right. This is progress, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I just want to say, take a second to thank Elon Musk or whoever's running my simulation. It's just great. I love it. I'm having a great time right now. Wherever you're at, thank you. I, I am not ruling the simulation theory out no it's it's definitely possible i'm leaning more and more every day that is true so. yes what's the most wild thing that's happened to you in the last little while where you had to look around and be like elon is that you yeah uh man i, I think uh that happened the most every time we were on well, the whole tour we were with uh, a day to remember uh this just a couple months ago every time we go out and and play these uh these massive shows and it's just a bunch of bands that were very seen bands but day to remember is out there and just filling these these stadiums up and in or these these small amphitheaters up and we're going out there and to see how many people were wearing i prevail shirts or how many people were singing along yeah to us and especially that it's been i think it was two or three years since we uh we weren't headlining we were opening i think the last time we were out with our friends in pierce the veil was a few years ago so to go out and and direct support a band and to see how crazy these kids that you think that they're just going to be there for the headlining band that they're singing along just as much to our songs and and like I said wearing our merch and 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 waiting out by the buses it's just it's it's those moments especially that happen like I said more so on these last tours that I'm sitting here thinking at the end of the show or getting ready to go on the show it's like this is real at least I think it is this is crazy you know (laughs) Like you're going to wake up and it's just going to be all some dream and you're just going to wake up in Michigan. Be in back in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Working at the factory, flipping pancakes at IHOP. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, this is real, my friend. <laughs> this is real. Um, kind of a scary moment not too long ago, I guess, when you guys you know, did your first real big headline tour. You know, you've got the wrestling ring and all this production and, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, sadly, Brian has, you know, I know you're a sports guy, like season ending surgery you know um but this isn't sports like you know the the game must be played the show must go on um you know you had to take on a pretty big role i mean you all did but that is horrible luck horrible circumstance um just talk about that how that has affected you know this and now you're coming out with this grammy nomination like it's kind of like you've climbed this mountain yeah, that's definitely the best way to describe it. It's like it was just uphill. It felt like for that whole tour, it was we were embarking our our biggest headlining tour. Um, we were only I think a quarter of the way into it, and Brian had the vocal pop and had to go into surgery. And and that week alone, Dylan and I were both deathly ill. <laughs> oh and, yeah, yeah. So having to to put that all together, I feel like even with with Brian being gone from that that whole rest of the tour, and then we had to do a small run of festivals and. Um, shortly after that tour was done 
even though he wasn't with us on the road, it, it felt like we were becoming close, a closer knit group of family because you, when you face hardship like that, yeah. you, you either fall apart and just, you just coast through and just you by, make it by the skin of your teeth or you get together and you figure out how can we overcome this and keep growing, not just, just get through it, but how can we keep growing? And just with all the things that we had to do through that tour and, and forward, I think that's what we did. I think we, we really, every person stepped up and, and every guy in the band stepped up and put a little more weight on their shoulders, a little more on their plate. And Brian back at home, even though he was down in, down in the dumps. Oh, I can't still, even imagine. Dude, I, I'm just, just a little bit hearing from him i i couldn't i couldn't imagine being in that position it's it's tough it was tough but for him not to to fold under pressure and and just give up or throw in the towel speaks a lot of on him and us as as a family just keep growing well it's i mean to some of your fans i'm sure they were wondering why you didn't postpone or cancel the shows what was the decision there well in the beginning we weren't sure if it was going to be uh like you said, a season ending kind oh, right. of uh, injury. We knew it was going to be rough and we knew he was going to be out for some time, but we decided we put on a show. We didn't want to cancel this huge, big production, our biggest headliner yet. And, and just, just throw it all away. Um, because, right. Because Pack of up the trucks yeah. and send them gone. Put, also, we had all the, the crew on flights and all, that is kind of a defeating that. And the other bands that we brought out, we, we had, right. you know, all our, our friends out and they were, they were, you know, you know how it is when you go on tour, especially when you're opening. Like you have no control. If these shows get canceled, then what are you gonna do? Like you, you know, do you yeah. have backup plans? So we had all these uh, these other mouths to feed, essentially. That we we don't want to just screw everyone over. It's and, true. And the fans, I think it's a, a a testament to how people should view bands. That if I go down for the count for a couple of weeks, don't don't quit supporting my band. It, we're all here together. We all put this music together. We all are putting this show together. Absolutely. But it you know, hopefully you can stick with us and know that, you know, one person doesn't make the whole band, but come enjoy regardless. We're going to put on a show regardless. We're going to put on the best show we can regardless. Hopefully stick around, support it. And just by seeing the reaction and, and the lack of negative comments after all that happening, I, I think uh, we made the right choice. Just <laughs> keep playing, you know. <laughs> yeah, geez, that's, that's, that's really tough. It was tough. tough. It was a tough decision, but I, I think we, we made the right call. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, in a way, humanizes you, yourselves, right, to your fans. Absolutely. Like, your fans are going to see that and go, oh, well, like, bro, this is a, like, a real person. And, you know, and this is, I'm sure that there must, there's probably more uh, sympathy and support for Brian being at home going through this where he had to literally go into surgery. Right, you know, because right. half the time, and I, I guess I'm a little bit jaded and <laughs> whatever, but when I hear about a band, a guy going home, I'm like, oh, he's like, he's probably back on drugs or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, yes, that's yes. just, you know, what I think. So for the fact that he actually goes through this horrible thing, that's an amazing testament to your fans for the support. And I think probably in the end, they got to see a show they'll never get to see again. Right, it's kind of special, even if it was very uncomfortable for the rest of you. Yeah, it, dude, it was tough because every every night it, we that's the longest tour we've done up to that at that time, and every night we're like, all right, we're gonna have to go out. We play a song, and you know, there's kids gonna be like, once once the, the clean vocals come in and it's Dylan or I singing, you know, there's gonna be kids out there like, wait, 
who's that? <laughs> so yeah, we had to get through that song and then go, all right, all right. I, I'm assuming you guys have a question. Brian's not here. And there was, there was never a night that, that anyone was booing. It was always cheers. It was I always heard Dylan like, was killing it too. Dylan crushed it. Don't, he's not, you're not going to hear this Dylan. I don't know where he's at, but yeah, he, he did a really good job. I don't have to cut that later. Just don't let him hear that. <laughs> you don't get want a big, to get, get a big head, man. He started hard enough getting his big head through the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you as a you know singer, performer, front man, this turn of events, as unfortunate it was, it probably helped you grow. Uh, you know, just in in so many ways. You know, now I know you know you're doing a little bit more singing now on stage and stuff, which maybe you wouldn't have done before. No, I absolutely, absolutely did. Um, going through that um, helped form. Our record trauma. Uh, it yeah. just it was that was the driving force, but behind all of our experiences over that that tour and that year, definitely shaped what the record was was going to be. And like the the me having more opportunity to sing or you know try and rap and a little bit on this record. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to do something more. I like that on this on the the upcoming record, and after you know the rage on the stage tour when that all happened with Brian, um, I was kind of forced into it where Dylan couldn't sing everything, so I I had to step up and fill in some parts and had to work on singing and and uh, that just it made it clear that when we went to do Trauma that that's what I wanted to do I wanted to add more more of a flavor on, on and that you record. did and yeah. you did and Trauma the record has been obviously now. We're here for the Grammys and everything, and we know the success that it's had, you know, commercially and everything. But you know, I have this thing I've talked about on the podcast a lot about second albums. Mm-hmm. You know, the sophomore slump of records and how pretty much, and I like everyone in the room to think about this too. Um, there's never been a band that's put out a bad second record or a you know second record that's flopped that they've ever come back from. And if anyone can think of one off the top of their head, yeah, you know, because uh, the only one I can think of really, and it's not, even a, it's not even a second record, but it's like the record after the breakthrough record, mm-hmm. was Green Day uh, Insomniac. Because that was kind of not a great record, didn't yeah. do commercially well, and then they came back with Nimrod and killed it and whatever, right? That's very rare. Yeah, as, as you're saying, I, don't, I, can't think, I can't think of any bands that put out a... Like then there's for every you know every uh, uh, Green Day like that there's also like a Finch whose career just unfortunately they never recovered from that their second album so you know there's a pressure there oh yeah did you feel <laughs> a lot of pressure when you were writing and, and recording Trauma a hundred percent man a hundred percent you're going to admit it most yeah. most people say oh no 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 we no I, we we definitely felt pressure I mean there's there's always uh, you know we weren't just those kids writing the EP in our our friend's basement anymore we were a band that had was also a business that had other people's yeah you know m- ventures and all that and we were we weren't just taking care of the five of us anymore we had many other mouths to feed and other people that felt that they had a hand in the direction of where we needed to go or where we should go or what was going to be beneficial for them and so that that's the pressure that we felt and I know Brian and I talk about that in a lot of a lot of interviews when this comes up that there's a lot of people that felt that oh no 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 you, you this is the direction you need to play it safer you need to so a lot sure of pressure from the label well, yeah, well, I won't say just that, but there's other people who aren't here anymore. The fearless headquarters with <laughs> half the staff watching, which is my little joke. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it's true, though, because everyone, I mean, everyone has an opinion. Right, and, right. And, like, you want 
opinions. Exactly. You want, and it's you not, want help, you know? Right, right. And it's not that, that it's wrong or anything, but at, at the end of the day, you only know what your product needs or you're the only one that knows what you want to put out and what your mission is or what your goals are or what you want to say. You're the only person that knows that as the artist. So it's 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 fair to take in criticism. It's fair to take mm-hmm. in advice and, and all that. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you lean too, lean, if you take in too much and you're not yourself anymore and you just listen to what everyone else says and you just go down that road, you, you might have something. All right. You, you might flop. All right. But if you went in there knowing, all right, we're doing what we feel is right, what we want to do, we're taking a little bit of criticism and, and constructive criticism and all that along the way. But in the end, we're doing what we want to do. Regardless if it if it flops or whatnot, I'm happy. We're happy with what we did, and uh, I think it's just on on the fans if they are accepting of what you wanted to do. Like this record, we you know there's people that are like, oh, you know, it's too too much yourselves or too yeah. emotion filled or too negative on certain things. Or damn, we had a we had a song that's just a rap song that so many people were like, no, that doesn't fit on the record. That that shouldn't go on there. It went on there, and yeah. it's it's got as many views on on YouTube as any of the other songs. All the comments are super positive. I haven't seen right. one negative, and that song means more to me than anyone else in the band. So to see that we didn't concede on on taking that song off the record or changing it this way or that way, I think we you know we did the right well, thing. Well, I, I've always been a vocal, very vocal supporter of you guys. Um, you know, I loved your first record, and and I was very excited to hear your second record. You know, not just you know, not just because I like your music, but also just from an industry like musical. You oh, know, you like us? You, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Though I'm just, well, I'm just interested to see like oh, what's going to happen. Like, right, is this right, going right. to explode? Is this going to tank? Like, what's going? You know, just it's it's interesting to me. You know, um, you know, we've seen so many bands, you know, come and go and stay and leave, and what's going to happen? And and I I think I got the record early. Um, I remember I heard it just heard it in order. Track one, I was like, this is a total banger. And then track two, I'm like, oh, this is like a little bit different. Yeah. And I, you know, I think I wasn't sure. And then I round track, I think it was Hurricane I heard. And then I texted you and was like, dude, this record slays. I remember that text. And, and um, <laughs> But I was surprised kind of leading through the record that you did take so many chances, especially some of the stuff you did like with um, hip hop influences and like 808s and Stuff like that, because uh, a lot of fans, I feel like they can't get past that. Like once they hear like a like a boom kick drum yeah. and like some <laughs> rapping, they're like, like fuck this, this isn't punk. You it's know? like this is trap hats. Get the shit out of here. I don't want to hear that. It's true though. Yeah, it's true though. But but I'm really glad that the fans have seemingly been able to see through that. We did. We you know you always catch flack with the. With a new record, doesn't matter what you put out. There's always going to be some shithead going, "Oh, this isn't what blah 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 a band is supposed to be." Motherfucker, how do you know what that band is supposed to be? Are you in the band? You know what I mean. <laughs> so when it, when it comes when it came to it, like like I said earlier, we wanted to do something that was us, and and that's honestly what I feel so what being a metalhead. What upsets me right. so much about the metal community is that there's so many damn gatekeepers and so many people that are just like. They hear something that's just a little outside the realm, and they shit on it. They don't just they don't just go, ah, oh, man, I don't like it. It's not my thing. They shit on. Oh it. Oh yeah, it's like lamb goat, like fl- oh, fan God. flip. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's brutal. I know. Get out of here. But um. but that, but then you have 
hip hop and and our, the underground you know hip hop community that are that's putting in more metal style into their in, into their music. Absolutely, they get rewarded and congratulated much more for taking chances than anyone in the rock punk metal world. Exactly, no, you're right. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah. I you know I know not every I, you know there's going to be the hardhead metalheads that may hear this and go. Nah, nah, don't care, don't care. I, I like my metal, and you know this way, and that's the only way to have it. And it's a, it's a shame, but you know when we have, that's why we want to have a record where we have the track like "Bow Down" or "Gasoline." Yeah. That's just you know far metal in in our realm. And then you have you know a, a rise above it, the song that we have a rapper yeah. on. We have the electronic style stuff like "Paranoid." But then we try to keep shit down the middle too, with like "Hurricane" and and well, such. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Hurricane. So I, when I heard that song and I texted you, um, you know, I, I was like, oh, that's, that's, there's the hit right there. But then it was like, I think there were three singles released until finally that one was churned out and I heard it on the radio up in Detroit. Yeah. You know, I live near Detroit. <laughs> and I heard yeah. it on the radio. I was like, fucking finally. The song, <laughs> like, this is the song. I, Did you guys know that was the song? Because, I, I mean, it's kind of buried in the track listing a little bit. Because I remember when it came out, maybe it was after... I don't remember when it was, but I talked to your agent, Dave Shapiro, mm-hmm. about the record, and um, I was like, Hurricane's a song. He's like, I know, man. I don't think they know. I think when, when we wrote it, we heard the demo, and we started working on it, we were like, this, there's something here, man. There's something here. Yeah. We're stoked about it. And we always knew it was, uh, you know, when we go through, you have like, for us, we, I think we had like 18 demos, and we narrowed it down, and it got down to, like, because they were all songs up to, like, the first chorus. And then when we were getting tighter on time, we are like, all right, these are the 15. All right, now these are the actual album. We always knew from day one that that was going to be an album contender. And when we got everything pinned down, we, I think, I can't remember how the conversation go, went, but it was something along the lines of we knew that if we put out a song, like a ballady song, you, off the get-go, you put out one single your fans are automatically going to assume they know what the record's going to sound like. Yeah, totally. So we thought, well, if we put two singles out the same day, you put opposite right. spectrum, you're going to have the kids that go, oh, they went heavy. Oh, well, then here's a soft well, song. And then you come follow up a month later with the one that's down the middle, like Hurricane was for us. Totally. Yeah, well, with, with those two songs, it was, it was Bow Down and, and Breaking Down that you released, mm-hmm. right, on the same day. Yes. And I, I figured, okay, Breaking Down is going to freak everyone out, so they need to release that one to kind of soften the blow of yeah. the of the trap. Because we figured if we said. if we put Breaking Down out first, and that was the only thing they got to listen to for three weeks or a month, w- there was going to be people that were upset that it wasn't heavy enough, right. and that we went soft, and that they weren't even going to give songs like Bow Down or Deadweight or Gasoline a, a chance. Yeah. They, and so if you put out something heavy, all those kids are going to be like. Oh yeah, they want heavy, and then you put something softer out. They're gonna be like, "Rap? Are you kidding me?" So it's well, it's people have long memories, you know, in this scene. Despite it, despite everything having such a short long memories, short life. attention spans. Yeah, exactly. That's what it right? is. It's so weird. Everyone forgets, like, or, or like already is on to the next thing. Like after like a music video, it's like it's not like it used to be. Right. But you guys are still, to some people, known as the Taylor Swift cover band. I don't even know why. I don't remember that song. Right? Well, it just went <laughs> platinum. I'm sure you heard about uh, that. Oh, yeah, I think I did. Thank you. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, but it's, it's goes to show how, you know, you've come such a long way, yet still that is always going to be, oh, it's always going to be there. Yeah. And as it goes 
platinum and then probably double platinum and the plaques on the wall you're gonna like i don't know you're gonna start putting them in the inside of your closet maybe i don't like, i don't know how you know um how you feel about that now um if it's something that you've kind of decided like I, I mean if it was me i'd be like fuck it, i'm just going to embrace this because yeah. it's a thing we did and it was successful and it paved the way but there are always the shit talkers. Well, we, we decided we took the song out of rotation on our live show for, for a little bit of time. And uh, we'll eventually put it back in. Mm-hmm. But um, we just wanted to showcase what we got right now. And yeah, we did one cover song. There, how many bands have you guys done a cover song? Oh, Data Remembers done cover songs. Tons, sure. How many different bands have done cover songs and got their foot in the door or took a step up or yep. reached new fans? And then it's Data just, Remember is a... Sorry to cut you off. But Data oh, Remember is a great example of Absolutely. that. Because the Kelly Clarkson cover... That kind of was between their first record and their second record, and yep, yep. it was he. Like I remember seeing it on, you know, up in Canada on Much Music, and that was like their kind of foot in the door. You right. remember and after they that they, they did, don't uh, get any shit for that. They did the fray over my head. Yeah, by the fray. Yeah, that was on one of the Punkos. Yeah, pop, yeah, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, thank that, you, fearless. That, no one, yeah, no one, uh, no one seems to give a shit about them. It's so right. that's where it just you just chalk it up back to now. Oh, you didn't think of it first. Ah, that's why you're upset. Gotcha. So. Well, there were moments when you like you weren't taken very seriously because of it. Oh right? yeah, definitely. And now, and you fought, and you fought, and you've proven that you're a real ass dude. There's been, oh, thank you, and a real ass. You know what I mean? You know what I'm there's, been, there's been a, there's even been when we tried book tours and and book shows, and there's. Oh, just some glorified cover band. They're not playing at this time, or they're not playing over this band, or blah blah right. blah. It's like, all right, well, I guess we'll just take the long way around and prove you wrong. And it took a couple of years, but now they're coming back. Like, oh, when can you play this festival? Or oh, you want to tour with my band? <laughs> oh, I remember two years ago when we were just a cover it's, band. Yeah, sure, we'll take them out. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. The amount of people that that have said to me, because you know, I mean, you guys, I mean, you guys are not oblivious. Like, you know, you've read YouTube comments, you've seen that, you know that there's people talking shit mostly out of jealousy i've heard it too yeah. i remember the, the best one i heard was somebody was like did you did you guys know their first show ever was uh the crowfoot like it's like 1100 cap venue in in outside detroit do you know their first show was crowfoot and uh, it was sold out first show ever i'm like yeah it's that's fucking amazing like that's incredible why are we shit talking this <laughs> that's unheard of and amazing and no wonder this band is nominated for grammys well, Give them some credit, you, right? Thank you. So, I, just, I think it's funny. I look at it this way, you know. They spend all their time thinking about me and my band and what we've done. And I don't know who the fuck they are, but they know who I am, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. There we go. There we go. Um, I'd like to, because this is a live setting, and uh, we've got a few people kicking around. Does anyone have a, a question or anything they'd like to uh, ask Eric? Yes. Hello. Hi. Here, come come closer. I want you to to speak in the microphone. Hey, I'm Rob Chantel Spears. Um, I'm probably the one that they um called this that earlier, whatever beginning. I've been called like called so many names and stuff, but um, what do you say to a person who is out there um with the fans? And have to try to figure out a way how to um, get this out, make sure the song gets out. Um, I like really, but I like to um, make jewelry. I want to try to get this little jewelry out. Well, oh my God, there's a little clothing thing I want to make. But and then I have crazy people trying to, you know, there's all kind of situations. But at the end of the day, it has to still get out. Right. 
Nobody never, ever, ever just goes, you know, wow. Okay. Uh, any uh, response to that, Eric? Just keep hustling. Keep, keep <laughs> doing it. you. Keep hustling. Yeah. Don't give a shit what anyone, anyone's got to say otherwise. Just keep hustling. Keep doing you. Focus on you. What do they say? Fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. Haters, yeah. be, haters be hating. Don't let the fuckers drag you down. That's what I like to say. There we go. Okay. Um, you're a sports guy. Yes. Big time. Yeah. There's bigger sports guys, but I, I'm, I'm I, I know you're. I know you're a sports <laughs> guy. We, we've tried to have baseball dates before. They yeah, never worked yes. out. We need to have that um, soon. So I know you bleed the '90s teal of the Pistons. However, let's say you got um, courtside tickets, and it's Lakers and Clippers. Who are you rooting for? Hmm. Oh, I'll just go Lakers. I'm not. I'm not a huge basketball guy. That's oh, that's yeah. Brian and Dylan. Oh, okay. I'm, the, I'm the hockey baseball guy. Okay. But if I get tickets, I'm going. I'm just not going to invite them. Be like, hey, look what I did. Okay. <laughs> How about the Dodgers getting screwed with the Astros and Red Sox taking oh, two World man. Series away from them? Oh man, is that are they taking it away? No, they're not going to take. They're not going to take it away. From, but the, but I'm saying that the Astros and Red Sox took those championships oh, oh, out oh, of yeah, the Dodgers. Dude, that's that, that's hands. crazy. I I haven't read too much into the whole details of it, but just you hearing, should. It's it's absolutely nuts. I was like, I was reading everything I could find about it. Really? The more I read, the more like crazy it is. Have you heard about the buzzer thing? Yes, that's what that's what I was like I don't know to. if that's true, but that's the most insane that's a huge blow to blow to baseball. Like, like, I like I thought just the replay enough ruined, ruined oh, yeah? the sport. But now it's like how can you how could you even trust to watch watch any of that without thinking that there's some something shady? I feel like it just it's just ruined and tainted that someone put it what was it um it was uh, almost as bad as, or it's just as bad as the the Black Sox from back in what was that? The, oh yeah, yeah. It's just, it's worse. Yeah. I, well, maybe not worse, yeah. but it's 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 up there for sure. It's just it's gonna taint the the whole the whole game for quite some time, I think. It's just crazy. Like, I mean, I don't, I can't believe they're that competitive that they would cheat. Like, like they care that much about winning that they would put devices on and everything it's, just, it's so it's, nuts it's i get why mind, the, i get why the black Sox did it in the whatever the 1920s yeah. or 30s or whenever that was because they're not getting paid any money right who cares so right, they gamble right. on the game and then you know whatever make some money i get it you feed your family that's there's a point there but to take the integrity out of baseball for nothing is fucked up yes that, that, that's what i'm saying it's just it's gonna ruin the sport for for fans that are watching casual fans and you know that's kind of how I feel about. Yeah, I, yeah that's uh, how I, feel I heard about you it. snuck into Fenway Park once. Who told you that? <laughs> I do my research. Uh, yeah, years ago, years ago, uh, we were playing House of Blues, Boston, right across the street, right yeah. across the street, and this is with Hollywood and uh, Hollywood and Dud. <laughs> we were. Oh, opening. they're not a great influence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're great guys. Johnny J Three T Johnny Three Tears, my boy. Uh, oh, I love them, but, but they're <laughs> they. Yeah, there's there's some great stories. That was yeah, that was a great yeah. tour to go on and one of our first tours and learn. Uh, right. But so we're playing the uh, the the show, and uh, we were on first. So when we were done, I think my um, it was my my mom and dad, and my family came out, uh, did a little mini vacation, came out and saw us. So cool. we went around the town and hung out, and they parked over on the other side by Fenway. And as I'm walking back, I see all day they had some event there, and I thought it was a game or something. And it turns out it was just some kind of fundraiser event. And so when Hollywood and Dead was playing, and I'm walking back from my parents' car to go to the bus. I see they got the big bay doors open, and they're just having people walking in and out, taking taking uh, 
um, tables and chairs out yeah. and went and grabbed uh, one of our crew radios and grabbed one of my crew guys <laughs> and we just walked in there. Someone started talking to us and I just, yeah, oh, section 132, <laughs> yeah, I'll be there in a second. All right, walking in and just walked right in. Um, no one stopped us and ended up hanging out and having a nice little... Did you get out right on the field? Nah, it wasn't that ballsy. But I did. We walked all the way down, walked around, walked up onto the monster, and it was it was gnarly, dude. That that was that was awesome. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Town with Ben Affleck? No, it's a he directed it. It's an awesome movie, actually. It was yeah. randomly I was like at a bar a week ago or something, and it was on like the TV randomly. And they it's it's a heist movie. Okay, it's with um it's with Ben Affleck and uh, Jeremy Renner. Oh, okay. And uh, it's really it's actually a really good movie. And What's the whole thing. The, the town. town, okay, the town. and they uh, they they have this heist in Fenway Park. Okay, and it's yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'll movie. Check it out. It's definitely worth checking out. But I, when I when I was reading about you um, getting into because they dress up like cops to get in, I don't want to spoil the movie for you. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, but um, but it, I pictured you like Ben Affleck, like with your sunglasses on, like trying I'm, to. I'm shocked. This story's in. getting around. I told it once on air. Now that I'm thinking about it, and I think. I think we're in Boston. Shit, that's Dude, probably why. You can't, you can't hide from me. I, I, I know everything. You sniff it I, out. There's things that I, I, I could like I could put you on blast right now, man. Don't, but, don't, but. don't. <laughs> so um, what else, man? Um, I guess, I, uh, what are you wearing to the Grammys? What are you wearing? Uh, what clothes, are you preferably. What, you guys, are you guys doing anything in style? Like, you know, I remember Fall Boy showing up in like a helicopter or something. Like, you know, there's always something. Nah, I think we're just going to show up in uh, whatever Uber comes to pick us up. Uh, there you go. Out, uh, I'm wearing uh, all black with a little bit of red. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the other guys are wearing. I don't care because it's all about me. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna look good. They can, you know, look however they want. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just excited for the drinks. I'll yeah. just put it that way. I'm just excited for the alcohol and just you know sitting around see if someone confuses me with post Malone. You know, we'll see. We'll see it's, if that. It's, yeah, <laughs> you could draw get some tattoos. Drawn I was gonna on your say face. I'm draw gonna get a sharpie tattoos on your face to see what happens. So he's that got a, he's got his merch store and they put up temporary face tattoos. I bought a couple. <laughs> They're just sitting at home. You know, one of these Halloweens, I'll just slap them all on. But he cut his hair, and I'm not willing to do that right now. Uh, so right, that's the one giveaway. Right, well, the tattoos. Uh, the, they used to. I, I mean, they don't televise the metal performance, right? Nope. But they do televise the rock one. They do. I don't know. Do they? Does anyone know? They don't even. Oh, nah, they don't man. care. They don't care about rock. What a bummer. So yeah. you're just gonna you just get, but you get to go and whatever. See what you see. Whatever. Have drinks. Do. Have drinks. Drink, yeah. You know, drink. Maybe win an award or two. Who knows? But I hope so. I hope so too. I'm pulling man. for you guys. I see. Okay, so so for the rock album, which it's a, it's a big award. I got the nominees right here. We got Bring Me the Horizon. Awesome. Cage the Elephant. Uh, the Cranberries, which is something. Uh, and Rival Sons. Yeah. So I think you guys you guys, I, are the most rocking of those bands. Well, Rival Sons are pretty rock. I like them. Are they pretty rock? Yeah, okay. there's that what's, what's okay. that Sawed Off Shotgun song. I don't know if you heard no, that. No, no, that's Glorious Sons. Glorious Sons. Oh, my God. Yeah. Rival Sons, then I'm going to be an asshole and say I, I don't think I've heard a song yet. I don't know if I've heard the band either. Well, if you guys are listening, I still will be your fan. I'm just, I feel terrible I'm right now. about Glorious Sons, right? That's the... It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a banger. It's good. Sorry if that's not you guys, but... Sweet. <laughs> Does anyone else have any questions for Eric or anything to, to bring up that maybe has some sense? I was really hoping just to hear some incredible... 
like magical life changing moment from that drifter. Hey, but. it's LA. You never know who's got what story. I was ready. I was excited. I know. I, was, I just was like, oh, it's, it's so close. I don't want to say I was let down. I was just, it, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. No questions. What music, music video are you shooting? Can you it's talk about it? Surprise, man. I don't know. It's a surprise. What are you wearing in the video? This like that's going to give it away. I'm bringing, this is the new fashion <laughs> podcast that I, I'm, I'm doing. We, uh, we're doing. We're actually doing two videos. One One's being filmed part of right now. And then one we are doing. And there's a... It's, I don't know how to put it without ruining it. But there's a little surprise to it. Cool. It's going to be bigger than what it was when it was released so these are these are songs that are on trauma yes wow yes, so, yes, so yes. two more singles basically mm-hmm. wow yeah. so this record i mean i feel like this record's been out for a lot longer than it has but it hasn't I even been like a year yet too. i know <laughs> i feel like that and you've too. released four i guess four singles and now you're going to be up to six singles on a record i think so that's six, like yeah. more, well, almost half the record that's pretty nuts yeah we wanted to do like a music video for almost every single song and we're still we're still working on working on that but it's getting to the point where we're gonna have to start writing new music soon, and gotta stop, <laughs> stop writing uh, music videos. <laughs> right. So, what's next uh, for you guys? Then you're gonna win two Grammys. <laughs> I'm putting out, putting that, putting that into Speaking the universe. Speaking existence. Yeah. And uh, right, and then you know you're gonna kill it on these videos. You got some, you got some tour dates coming up. We do. We go to Europe for uh, quite some time, um, <laughs> doing a bunch <laughs> of shows like over there. I love it. I love exploring. I love seeing new places. The last time we were there, I walked. I think like 10 to 12 miles a day just exploring just nice wandering getting myself into trouble and stuff you know but uh and the shows are great too you know it's the first time we so we did the uk on one trip uh, on our lifeline cycle we went over there and did um a handful of shows uh festivals and uh headliners just recently and now we're going to go back over there and do a all headliners in, in cities that we haven't played yet, uh, like Paris and, and Dublin and oh, yeah. Oslo and stuff. So I'm Oslo. Wow. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited to see some of these places I've never been to and and see these fans that were we've we've never played over there. And cool. The I, last, I, I hope it's awesome. Oh, it, dude! Just the last time going over there where we didn't play Germany and we go play Germany and these shows are sold out. Oh yeah, Germany's incredible. It's nuts, dude. It's nuts. Germany's incredible. Um, Oslo, we had well. We, I was very excited to go to Norway for the yeah, first time. Yep. You know, it's like, you know, it's so far away. Mm-hmm. And so, so we went there, and I don't, I don't remember. It wasn't like a huge, you know, venue or anything, but it was probably the smallest headline show we have ever had. Really, like thirty kids came. Oh wow! And it was actually kind of cool. Yeah. to have a show like that. We were yeah. like, oh, no one likes us here. <laughs> cool. So we we played the show, and then I invited all thirty or whatever people to the bar, and we and we had some drinks. Uh, and I, <laughs> I remember. So in Norway, mm-hmm. everything is insanely expensive. Really? Okay. Like it's mental. Can you still say? I don't think you can say mental anymore. I shouldn't say that. Uh, Bloody you, mental. It's yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, the, so I bought a round for whatever the people at my table. Um, I was like, "Is anyone want? You guys want to do a shot or something?" So there was like six of us, I think. And I, someone's like, "Yeah, let's do a uh, Jaeger bombs." So um. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Gross. This is about this is also about ten years ago or Acceptable. maybe more. Okay. And um so so even with inflation, this is like crazy. So buy the round, drink the drink, swipe my card. they they have some weird dollar redos. I don't know what their currency is there. It's not Euros. So uh drink them a little while later, buy another round. Literally like tried to buy something else a little bit later. Couldn't. I had somehow maxed out my daily limit oh, on my man. card 
because the round of drinks for six drinks was like one hundred and get out of here ninety five dollars. And my bank thought it was like fraud because it was the same like <laughs> like transaction. So yeah, it's watch your uh, watch your I'll shit keep an eye out on there. That. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited for like Dublin. We got a day off before. It's travel day. And it's it looks a good like time. We'll, we'll get in there fairly early and we're real close to the uh, Guinness and the, the nice. Jameson Distillery. The guys will know where to find me all day long. Wonderful. One of those two places. But Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just excited to go travel. So we, we back on the question. We were, we're oh, yeah, doing sorry. Europe. Oh, you're good. We're, we're doing Europe and then we come back. We got a week off and then we're going out with uh, Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach. And cool. It's going to be nuts <laughs> gonna be nuts yeah i i uh, met the ivan guy once oh yeah uh, we we did this show it was in austria and and i didn't know who he was and he was just this kind of random guy like yeah he's well they were going on soon so he was i guess he was in his own like little like getting in, in his zone, getting his zone yeah. but i didn't know who he was and he was just standing there and he like kind of like kind of looking at me and so i just like kind of waved and he's like hey man come here and he just started like talking my ear off for like a good 10 minutes like i couldn't get a word in edgewise and then he, and then they came and they like got him and he like went on stage and i was like oh shit that's the guy so he that guy's a trip i think yeah yeah i'm excited i've uh i follow uh, uh what's their their basis name chris chris on uh instagram and just seeing seeing the shit they get into and yeah and the shows that they're playing it's i'm just so stoked to be a part of that absolutely like, hopefully you can take some of those fans because those their fans are in, like absolutely nuts i hope so man we played a few festivals um with them where they were headlining we were playing later in the day and and to see how many five figure death punch shirts out there that were singing along with us i, I feel like we're gonna have a good especially with them and, and papa roach yeah. who are great guys um it's gonna be cool to see what what fans that we can cross or bring in on our own and have them, you know, reintroduce them to, you know, these, these bands that have been around for a while. Awesome. It'll be cool. Awesome. Well, Eric, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming down and thank you to fearless for having us in the, uh, thank you. Fearless. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. What's this last time I was gonna say the last time uh, you had me and Brian on separate, separate shows. I, I, I'm going to say that was the most people that have come afterwards saying like hey i heard your interview on on uh, shane's thing on that cool. podcast or like oh i heard you on lead singer syndrome I, I love anytime you want me on here man i'm i'm here cool yeah okay how about tomorrow uh i might be busy tomorrow <laughs> but uh uh yeah check back in with uh let's <laughs> with throw to a tune what do you want to play for the people i'll play right now uh anything yeah just anything well yeah anything okay give me some um give me some behemoth Behemoth. Yeah, okay, sure. Let's play yeah. some Behemoth. Why not? <laughs> let's get. This is the metalhead I, Eric. I know. Hell yeah. Right on. All right. What song? Uh, you got let's one? go. The Satanist. The Satanist. Yeah. Wonderful. Lovely yeah. songs. Here it is. Just keep it nice and easy listening out there. I'm Lead Singer Syndrome live from Los Angeles. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for having me, man. Woo! That was fun. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you.
So there is music from Behemoth. Yes. I know it's not I Prevail, but uh, any chance I get to play some metal, some real metal on the show, I will absolutely take it. I want to thank Eric so much for taking the time to come over to the Fearless Records pop-up shop and speak to me and the gang. It was a lot of fun. I want to thank everyone at Fearless Records once again for having me. And I want to thank you for tuning in once again to this podcast. Or if it's your first time, well, welcome. Hit the subscribe button. Next week, we've got a punk rock legend on the podcast. Milo Ackerman of The Descendants will be here. Oh yeah, that was a big one for me. So get ready. It's coming in hot. I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. So tune in next week. Hit the subscribe button. You don't want to miss it. I will leave you with a tune. I prevail and this is the jam. Like I said, I heard the song. I knew it was the hit. Here's Hurricane on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. I'll see you next time. Tell me
I'm with anyone. And man, 